and welcome to Crying on My Yoga Mat. My name is JD, and this podcast is all about building a community where alongside amazing guests, we have real conversations about the low lows, celebrate the highs, and everything in between. I know what it's like to go through life feeling stuck and powerless to do anything about it. Here, you'll meet yourself where you are and learn tangible tools to help you become who you want to be while honoring the journey. You've gotten this far, so let's keep going together. Take a deep breath and let's go. In our last episode, we talked about comparison and how looking at the lives of other people on Instagram can lead us to feel jealous. But one of the best ways to combat those feelings is to actually have a conversation with the human behind the Instagram account. So in this episode, I'm doing just that. Our guest is Paulina Hrabsevich. Paulina is a podcast editor, creative director, currently living in Bali. And by purely looking at her aesthetically pleasing Instagram, it would be easy to assume that luck is what got her where she is. In listening to our conversation, you will soon discover that it's more about stepping into something, knowing there's going to be hard work involved, and just doing it along with a large helping of going with the flow. Now, let's hear Paulina talk about how there's more than meets the IG. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. It's nice to be on the other side of this, being part of the recording rather than just the editing. Yeah. For the audience, uh, what would today, Paulina, like to uh, tell us about yourself? Hi, my name is Paulina. I live in Bali. I am a creative director and podcast editor. I'm a very vulnerably open person to a point that I probably shouldn't always be. And I am sleep, de sleep deprived at the moment. So that is your warning that this might get <laughs> a little bit more emotional than I already normally am. I am a double Virgo and Libra rising. So I am like a walking contradiction half the time in my head. Like there's just so much inner conflict constantly. So that might like represent in the way that I speak about things as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a master of none, but I'm interested in all really. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, God. I hear someone say vulnerable. I'm like, oh. <clears throat> so tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, here are my trauma points. <laughs> How long now have you been in Bali? So I've been here for, I think, like almost exactly a year and a half. Not expectedly. It's been a journey. It wasn't a journey I planned, but a journey nonetheless. But it's been great. Like, I I didn't make the decision to be here this long. The universe kind of made it for me, which is perfect because, hello, again, back to my Libra rising, I am really bad at making big decisions for myself. So it's nice when it's kind of decided for me. It's good. <laughs> Did you expect to have come back to Canada by now? Or where was the next no. destination? There wasn't. Well, okay. So I moved January 2020 because my boyfriend was like, 
he's the one that kind of got me into like remote work and put that on my radar in the first place. It wasn't ever really something that I planned for myself, but like looking back, it's exactly where I was needed to go. Like I couldn't imagine not having ever done that. Um, so he was the one that put it on my radar where we were, we met in Australia. I moved to Australia on a whim in the beginning of 2019. And then I came back to Canada for a few months and it was like, oh, I don't know. Like maybe we'll go travel somewhere else. Maybe he's from New Zealand. So we were like, maybe we'll go to New Zealand. He's like, let's go to Bali. I've heard there's all these like digital nomads and everything there. And I literally did not know anything about Bali before moving here. I was just like, yep, sounds good. So it was kind of on his radar. He was the one that was really pursuing this remote work dream. And I was just honestly like for me in life. And I mean, for probably most people like going with the flow has just worked out for the best. And that's what I did. And it has, and I'm still here and I'm living my best life. (laughs) That's like the epitome of the whole vibe of crying on my yoga mat. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. the, I I didn't expect to be crying on my yoga mat, but I'm doing the thing, and here we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just like I feel like the journey of life, man. Like there's meant to be as many ups as there is downs, especially like in your early twenties and figuring everything out. Like it's just it's part of the ride. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yes. And it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. The, the hindsight that you get is just wild because mm-hmm. you hear from adults growing up that you're going to change so much in your 20s and early 20s. And you're like, I don't believe it. Who I am is who I am. And who I am from 29 mm. to 24. D- <laughs> oh, my God. No, like me at fresh 23 to me being like 23 and a half I'm like oh my god who was she like I can't even look at it and this happens like every six months I'm like yes you know I've matured like I like where I'm at I like who I am and then like six to 12 months goes by and I'm like what the fuck like what no you thought you had it figured out that's so cute (laughs) uh I feel like that's a perfect segue into asking the question of what is your, I guess, most profound crying on your yoga mat moment experience? Okay. We're going straight into that deep question, are we? Let's do it. Let's do it. You um, said vulnerable. Here we are. Yeah. I haven't had like that many of these like big distinct moments where I was, I made like a big decision for myself and I feel like I grew so much. It was like, I feel like the most that I've learned about myself and become more comfortable with who I am has been through just looking back at the patterns of my life and the way that I used to think like it was it's all been through hindsight that I've become more comfortable with who I am rather than really new experiences necessarily which is really interesting so at the moment that this happened it wasn't super like prominent to me but looking back now I'm like that was such a big like growth indication for like the trajectory of my next couple of years um so my crying on my yoga mat moment was so I'm I'm just gonna backtrack a little bit um beginning of 2019 I moved to Australia on an absolute whim. Um, I had a friend who had just lived there for the last year and she came back 
and was like, oh, I'm going back. My brother's living there. You know, he has a company, like I'm going to go work for him and then travel and like, see what happens. You should come. And I was like, yeah, I'll come. And I don't think she said it. She said it in like passing of like, you know, I'm going to put it out there, but I don't know if anyone will actually And you're do like, it. let me uproot like my world. Let's go. Well, yes, that's like a big life decision, right? So you're like, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, it's a scary decision that not a lot of people choose to make. So anyways, I was in a place where I was kind of trying out the whole adulting thing in Vancouver, like working a sales job. Oh God, I can gag thinking about that now. Like I am the opposite of a salesperson. Like it's insane. But I was like, I just want to be making money. I I want to be more mature. Like, do I want to move out? I was living with my mom still. I was like, I can either continue to like pursue, like moving out and becoming more independent, or I can go and travel and have fun. And like, then I'll come back and, you know, do that then, which obviously never ended up happening. (laughs) So I decided I was going to do it. I applied um, for my visa on Christmas and I got approved on Christmas. And then all of my family came over. I was like, oh, I guess I'll tell everyone I'm moving in three weeks. And then I got up, I moved to Melbourne. I didn't even know where that was on a map again, like really just went with the flow, didn't plan on like no prepare, no preparation whatsoever. Um, And I was like, yeah, this is going to be such a great like self-discovery journey. I was kind of like, itching for something like that, but I just didn't really know where to start. So that seemed like the perfect opportunity, you know, try some new workout, meet new people, like new friends. I just needed like a change in scenery. Um, and then as soon as I got there, I went to work the next day. And then like three days later, I met my boyfriend (laughs) at work and I was like, nope, not interested in anybody. Like I'm on my own journey here. Like that's not what I need. And then a week later we were living together (laughs) and now it's been two and a half years and we have a dog. (laughs) So that plan didn't work out as I expected, but anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. So I spent eight months in Australia and then I came back to Canada. It was kind of just meant to be um, like kind of a visit in, like, come spend like a month or two for the summer, um, have my boyfriend, like meet my friends and my family and all that. And then like, we'll go somewhere after that. It was just a one-way ticket. And it was kind of like, we'll figure it out. And so I went back first before he came, um, to see me. And I just like, I was so excited to be back and like, see my friends and family again. But when I got back, like I could tell there was so many, different shifts within me and like energetically, like I hadn't necessarily been putting in the work. I had just kind of been like putting it out into the universe that I knew something needed to change. And it hadn't really felt like it had until I got back. And I was like, oh, like everything in here is still the same, but I'm not the same. And like, this doesn't feel right anymore. And I felt so foreign Mm. and I was so I, I was at a park, I was sitting and like, oh, I don't even know. I think I was reading a book or something. And I just like, <laughs> I just burst into tears. <laughs> I was just laying there in this park. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't have a job right now. Like, I don't have, I like, am I going to move to a different country? Like, there's just so much. It was so much uncertainty. And all I knew was like this all of a sudden didn't feel right anymore. And I think like looking back now, that was such a huge pivotal moment for me. Like that realization that, oh, this life isn't going to be for me. And there was so much fear in that because I didn't know what 
my life was. I didn't have a vision of what I wanted. I just knew that that wasn't it anymore. So that's obviously taken me on quite the journey uh, since then. But yeah, that's definitely been my crying on my yoga mat moment. Well, crying at the park moment. Yeah, <laughs> crying in the grass field moment. <laughs> I feel that's <laughs> absolutely so relatable, though, because I I don't know how many people at this point actually do know what they want to do with full certainty Mm -hmm. like because once we Mm -hmm. because you and I went to private school so uh, there's a certain level of mental conditioning that we get with that um oh yep (laughs) (laughs) and once we get to step outside of that and the structures thereof Mm -hmm. we're like oh whoa 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 (laughs) there are options Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I don't have to work a nine to five I don't have to be married right away. I don't have to have kids. Okay, okay. I could travel without being mocked. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Seriously, that resonates so much. Like the whole um, growing up in the environment that we did, but also like my whole family is still like that. It was so ingrained into me, this like scarcity mindset of like, if you, if you get up and travel, Paulina, when you're 21, like think about your pension, you're going to lose eight months of your pension, not working in Canada. And I'm like, ma, who said I'm going to be living here in the first place? Like, can we relax? So there was a lot of like, that's kind of how I ended up in a sales job was like, you need the security, you need the, the medical, the dental, like all this coverage. And I'm like, but I hate it here. It's like, nope, you need to do it. And I'm like, but I hate it here. And then, you know, you realize like, that's not it at all. That might be it for some people, but it always felt wrong to me. And realizing that that's not what I needed to to do anymore was such a wonderful and terrifying (laughs) awakening. So what was the the next step that you made or the next conversation that you had after realizing this isn't for me anymore and something something else is out is out there Mm, I think honestly like this comes back to how I kind of moved to Bali on a whim like without having known anything I kind of just I was like well I moved to Australia on a whim I didn't plan anything and it worked out pretty well for me so if I just put the same mindset to this, maybe the same will happen. So that's literally how I went. <laughs> I went into it. Um, Instead of just um, a lot of like, there's that office meme with uh, Steve Carell and he's saying parkour. Um, that's you, but just <clears throat> manifesting, manifesting. <laughs> It'll work out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to trust this and see what happens. Like when you think about it like that, like these big, like these things that look like such big life decisions, it's like, well, you can always start over, you know, like you can always just go back and like, I don't want to, but I always knew that. So it was like, it, it took away a lot of that, like fear and, um, uncertainty. So when I kind of had that realization, like, I don't think that it wasn't like an overnight thing. It's something that like, I feel like I've just kind of started to, come to terms with and understand more like in the last like month or so, honestly. So I kind of just kept going with the flow, like trying different things out and just not really saying no to anything and like 
receiving what the universe was kind of putting out to me. And it's kind of just like led me into the path of like, okay, I'm getting more clarity now of what it is that I think I want to do and like where I want to be and all of that, you know? Yeah. So in that journey, how you, you had said that your, your mom wanted you to have, well, essentially the people around you wanted you to have that security. And my brain went to security mm-hmm. looks so different for each of us. Um, mm-hmm. So how did you create your own security when you were not on solid ground? I didn't. <laughs> you were just vibing. I don't, like I was just vibing, honestly. Like there was a lot of like it wasn't easy. It's been a lot of emotional inner turmoil and like not understanding myself, not knowing where I was going to go from here, not knowing what I was going to do. And I have to give credit to my partner a lot for that because he's been such a rock in my life. And like, he has opened up my eyes to so many different like perspectives and opportunities in life because he's from um, like a small, he's from like a small beach town in New Zealand. His mom is like an energy healer, like pretty much just the opposite type of upbringing than what I had, like just so like freeing and confident and just like supportive of like, do whatever you want to do. Like he moved out of home at 16, like left the country at 18. Like, you know, he's had like just the complete opposite, like journey to what I've been on. So, um, I think that is where a lot of like my security came from was just having somebody who has been kind of doing this for however long and, you know, it working out for him. And yes, it's going to be really bad at sometimes, but it's also like we're working towards a greater goal. So I think it's just, it was coming to terms with like, you have to be prepared to do the things you hate to get to where you want to be. Mm. No. Yeah. And then in that, in doing the things that you hate, how do you find and keep your joy? Mm. Because obviously joy is not going to be a a constant thing. We have our cries. We have our flows. Oh, 100%. Like I was literally ecstatic on life yesterday. And on Friday, I was like crippled with anxiety, crying. I hadn't left my house in days. Like I am just the queen of like every emotion being extreme. So um, for me, like joy was really in the little things. Like I'm such a, like the little details matter so much to me. So even if like I was really poor and like I was doing a job that I hated, like I made sure my environment looked a certain way that made me happy. Like it's, it's all in like the little day-to-day things that really like put together the greater joy in life, at least for me, like it's all those little things that you do for yourself, as well as like just practicing gratitude for where you are and how far you've come. And like knowing that you're not always going to be there, you know, and just that kind of, that's kind of the comfort is knowing like, this isn't going to last, like it might get worse, but I'm going to hope that it's going to get much, much better. Right. (laughs) We do realism here. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> there is if you came for just like positivity <laughs> on end that's not what you're going to get from me absolutely Pick not. Pick a different I'm episode folks. Look out. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at every single possibility that can happen and being like, "Hmm, okay, well, I still kind of want to try it." So, 
we'll see what happens. So I want to, I'm curious, how much have you had to or been hustling while you've been living in Bali? Mm. Or I guess let's include Australia in that too. So while you've been Mm. traveling, how, what's been like the ratio of fucking hustle and Mm. I'm going to relax. Oh, this is actually a, a cadence and flow that I really feel secure in. Mm-mm. Um, that's really interesting. In Australia, I would say it was like mainly hustle. I was working a job that required driving all around. Um, like honestly, the whole pro is it a province that they have there? Oh God, I'm so sorry, Australia. It was a lot of driving. So I was out and about like all day, every single day. Um, so it was finding kind of the joy in like, am I doing a job that I absolutely hate? Yes. But am I getting to see a country and like get a company car for free? Also, yes, you know? So it's just, you know, the balance of it all. Um so in Australia, like, I don't think it was very much of like a, a fun, like party trip or anything. Like I was just straight up working there. Um, and when I came to Bali, <laughs> you can't work in Indonesia as a, like a foreigner, unless you have a certain type of visa, which means you were hired by a company who is sponsoring you to be here, which I obviously did not have. So I just moved here with no job prospects, with the belief that something would come up and like a glimmer of hope with like a friend that might hire me for some remote work. And I mean, obviously it worked out because I'm here a year and a half later. (laughs) But um, so it wasn't so much of like the hustle of more so living like very cheaply not being in a position to really say no to any opportunities that did come my way. So up until like the beginning of this year, I spent all of last year doing jobs that I did not necessarily enjoy. Um, But I've just tried to shift my perspective on everything and be like, this is a learning experience. Like I've worked in you know, like marketing and like email marketing and video editing and customer service and like e-commerce. And I was like, does this kind of suck? Yeah. But like, you know, maybe one day I want to have my own store. So at least I'll already have known how to do all of that. And I don't have to like pay someone to figure it out for me. So every opportunity that's come my way, I've just looked at it and like, what am I getting from this? What am I learning from here? Like, so that's kind of been it. Um, there hasn't been so much of a hustle. It was more of like a, how are we going to make it work with like these pennies in our pocket for however long? And like, what's the next step, right? I adore that because obviously we'll get the people to go to your Instagram because it's immaculate. Um, <laughs> oh my God, thank you. But <laughs> In our last episode, in episode six, I kind of talked about how we can look at people's lives on Instagram and be so jealous of it, but then once we actually talk to them, we see the reality of the situation, and that's very much your situation as well, where it looks like you are living everyone's best life. There's not a single person who's not jealous of you, so to hear you say the word pennies (laughs) is like, oh... Oh, there's two sides to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of people reach out to me 
um, like in regards to like how I got to work remotely and like, you know, how did I make it work and stuff. And I, I kind of don't like when people do that because I don't want to like put out a false image of like how hard some people have to work. Like everyone's experience is obviously so different. And mine was very unique in the way that I just kind of got no, I don't want to say got lucky. It's just the people that I was surrounded with. And it was so important to be around those people for the next, to get to the next step. You know what I mean? Um, so I definitely got super lucky with like the fact that a couple of our other friends moved here and, you know, they were doing really well. So, and they all wanted to live together. So like, if you look at my Instagram, like a year ago, you might've seen, I was living in like this epic villa. Like it was ridiculous. And like, at that point I was probably like the poorest, the most depressed, the most like insecure. Like it wasn't, that's, that wasn't the case whatsoever. It was just the fact that like, I mean, I, I was around the right people for that time, I guess. It's such a testament to having the right people around you, like to raise your friend group's vibrational vibes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, even if you're not where they are, which I absolutely was not, like, I don't know if you know the quote of like, the five people that you spend the most time with, or you, you become the product of the five people you surround yourself with. Um, that was really ingrained to me by my partner. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was right. It's what's allowed me to like scale up in my life is I didn't have the time or opportunity to really be around people who weren't kicking ass. Like that was just kind of the environment that I was in and I was like oh I need to do something about this like I need to upgrade where I am because I'm not where these guys are and you never want to feel like the runt of the litter and I absolutely was for a very long time um so it's just yeah I think you like your perspective changes so much like depending on who you're surrounding yourself with you know absolutely it does I want to plug the fact that that um the concept that you're talking about, the you become the five people you spend the most time with, is a concept from The Compound Effect, which is a good book mm. and a short read. And I suggest you read it if you're in business or exist. It's a really easy read. Just read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's so true. Like, it's such a, like, I can't believe I'd never even thought of that before. Obviously, I'm not going to be leveling up if I'm staying and hanging out around people whose mindsets, you know, are very like lack or scarcity or just insecure and just or wherever I am at that moment. And I've become so aware of that now that like when I feel like I'm not like accomplishing the things that I want to be. I'm just like I look around who I have around me. And it's not that the people around me aren't successful. It's just that I need to be spending more time with the people who are where I'm trying to specifically go. And Bali is honestly such an amazing place and opportunity for that because you just have a literal bubble of like people in from their 20s to their 40s who like have had to make it work working remotely or own businesses or, you know, are just like they're very, you ha they're very successful people. Um, so you've just kind of got like a plethora of, of them to hang out with. So you can just like find people in your like specific niche of what it is that you want to do. And like, I mean, that's it. Like, and you've got it right. Like it's a lot easier than I find, like at least 
I think that was a big thing for me was like, I couldn't find people back home, not saying that there isn't any, but it was much more difficult. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm no, just the like, amount of conversations I've circle- had with people being like Vancouver is one of the hardest places in the world to make friends. Yeah, it's hard to like, I just didn't find people so much with the same like mindset as I did, or I didn't really see a lot of people that were where I was trying to go. Um, so that was kind of a big push out from there as well. Like here you can just be like, Hmm, I want to get more in touch with my, um, spirituality. And you just go and like find the spirituality clan of Bali or like yoga or surfing or like CrossFit, like whatever you just kind of have people who like, it's their life, you know? And if that's something that you want to pursue, like you have these kind of people almost at your fingertips, which is really, I think, really special and unique. I love the fact that you were at a place in life where you felt maybe a little bit flighty, not too grounded, and then you just got right to the epicenter of resources. Because mm. I think mm-hmm. that's yeah. an important thing is we need to be resourceful with our resources we need to understand the fact that it's up to us to put ourselves in the environment of resources or seek them ourselves Mm -hmm. because as much as they do come into our lives like we've seen with yourself Mm -hmm. it's because you stepped into a certain plane Mm -hmm. let's say you stepped up and the universe was like ah I can meet you at this level now with this I've had it waiting for you one 100% like it's really come down to how I've been able to kind of create this lifestyle for myself has been 100% resourcing of the people around me and like how I can get help and education and everything like that and people are so much more willing to be there for you and help you than you think I think like you it's it really is worth it to to reach out and even though I wasn't, I wasn't like in a place that, um, I was necessarily happy or like, it wasn't my dream. It wasn't what I wanted to be doing, but I knew that I had to be there because I mean, at the end of the day, like some people were just like valuable resources. That sounds really like harsh, but I don't mean it in that way. Um, but like that comes down to like, you know, being prepared to do the things you hate to get to where you want to be. It's the same as like working a job where, you know, you have, you might have a really shitty boss and you really can't stand them. But if you quit that job, like, do you have, what's like, what's waiting for you on the other side? Like, is it going to propel you to where you want to go? Or is it going to take you back to where you were, you know? So there was a lot of moments where I was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be here. Like so many times, especially during COVID and like, just everything that was going on and like being in a foreign country and like not knowing what was going to happen. Like, of course it would have been easier to just go home to like where I had all my friends and my family was there and it would just be, it would just be easier. But I knew that that wasn't going to take me to where I wanted to be. So I had to kind of stay and see what happens, you know? And again, be prepared to do the things you hate to get to where you want to go. I'm just going to say that one more time. (laughs) That's going to be the main sound clip of this episode is just (laughs) do shit you don't like. Maybe you'll like the results. (laughs) Oh God. I don't know if that's what I want to be teaching, but you know, there's, there's, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at it. You gotta look at it in a different way sometimes, you know? Well, it's important to note the fact that 
as privileged as we are, it comes with, oh no, I'll say it this way. Luck is a real thing, but you have to create the the momentum mm-hmm. for it to come mm-hmm. in. 100%. That's, I really resonate with that. I feel like a lot of people maybe think that I, you know, maybe got handed things to myself or um, yeah, just got lucky, but it's like, I put myself out there and that's a step that a lot of people sometimes aren't willing to do, which I, I mean, never really crossed my mind. I was like, I thought I I've, I've struggled with like feeling undeserving of where I am and being like, well, if I can do this, anyone can do this. Like absolutely anyone can do this. And I felt like I was kind of almost not giving myself credit of like, you did a hard thing and you should be proud of that as well. Like, I'm you know, I, I feel like I was really putting myself down about that a lot of the time as well. How do you combat those undeserving feelings? Um, I think that's just kind of been its separate journey in itself of tr- like just learning my self-worth and being proud of myself for where I am. I have been an extremely insecure person growing up, like pretty much my, (laughs) pretty much my entire life. Um, and like, I still struggle with it a lot, but I just, I try and look back and be proud of myself for, for the things that I've done and just give gratitude as well for where I am, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really know if I can answer that one, to be honest, because it is something that I still struggle with. It's important to note that it's it's constantly a journey. I really do enjoy the honesty because like I was saying, you you very well may be the person that many people are jealous of, but there's also such a sincerity to you and how you Mm. display yourself. Like your feed is immaculate, but in your stories, you will add the additions of sad brain day, or I need to relax Mm -hmm. or man, I've been working so hard. And Mm -hmm. that really brings us closer to you as a core human being and helps us see mm-hmm. that, okay, look at this gorgeous. It's like, holy crap. That's the nicest sunset I've ever seen. Oh, she's been crying. Yep. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I never want it to seem like, um, I've got it all figured out or that like my life is perfect. Like, I mean, obviously Instagram is a highlight reel and I personally just like to, make it look nice because I genuinely enjoy it. And it's something that I just kind of do for myself. Uh, Anything that's like aesthetically pleasing, I'm just like, "Mm, that's nice. I just want to sit here and look at it. (laughs) You know, I really don't have any issue with being vulnerable. I'm like, yeah, it's been, it's been really shitty and it's been really hard. And it's also been amazing and like so beautiful, you know, nothing is, just one way like there's such a balance of highs and lows I mean that's kind of what this podcast is about um so I think it's just remember really remembering that and that's kind of the 
the mindset that I, I bring into when I personally go on social media, because man, I used to have like years ago was just like crippled by seeing how people were doing on, on social media and not realizing that like, (laughs) just as my life isn't exactly as it looks, theirs aren't either. So I try and make my, my Instagram be just a peaceful place. That's just kind of, I'm not trying to make anybody jealous, but I'm, I'm just like, I'm just trying to make it peaceful and relaxing and fun and open and vulnerable. And that's just, that's who I am. That's what I want it to represent. It's not just, you know, a place to show off. For me, having Instagram as a highlight reel is really helpful because when the sad days come, I'm able to look back and be like, oh man, okay. Yeah, I I remember how hard that I worked and how I felt in this photo and just the relief that I felt looking at this view after this hike. Mm -hmm. And it's able to bring you back Mm because then you're able to be like, oh, I am that bitch. I am, Mm -hmm. I was, and I can be that bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> what you had said before about the small things is how you mm-hmm. uh, keep your joy going. That is so paramount. I can't quite describe mm-hmm. how important it is to just sneak those little things in. What was some examples for you that really helped? Because you said you liked to have your your home aesthetic on point what was like some little things Mm -hmm. that really got you through your days with your joy oh I mean they still do like 100% it's all in the little things like I will run that into the ground that I for me at least like I know not for everybody like my my boyfriend for example is like the complete opposite of that and he never understands why I'm constantly buying like fresh flowers and he sees that as just like an expense and I'm like no like we need these flowers. <laughs> They're important. So it's it's honestly in those things like making your bed every single morning, getting ready, even if I know I'm not going to leave the house and I'm just going to be sitting on my couch working from my laptop all day, like at least like feeling a little bit better about yourself that way, listening to a podcast that you like while getting ready or like putting on a playlist that you know makes you happy. Um, this crystal right now is just like a cute little thing that I have here. I have like a tiny little elephant that sits here and I just look at them and they make me happy. Like surrounding yourself with things that just visually bring me joy is so important. Like it's, it's really what makes up my joy as a whole. No. Oh, yes. I I absolutely know that for me, it's, um, I kind of have to bring my own words of affirmation into myself and like, oh man, mm. I was, I was killing it yesterday. I was vacuuming the house and like, there's that sound bite of the bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job. And I'm <laughs> singing that to myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm actually, honestly, I'm not as good at affirmations as I would like to be. That's definitely something that I need to work on. Um, actually on that note, that does bring me back to a tattoo that I got that is an affirmation, which says I am enough and I have enough time, which I think is something we all need to kind of, you know, think about. Uh, for me personally, I always felt like I wasn't successful enough or fit enough, or there's so many different jobs that I want to do and I'm not doing even one of them right now. And it's like, relax. Like, first off, you're enough and you're capable, but you also 
there's enough time to do it all. Like we can relax. But yeah, affirmations, definitely a huge one. And also just as a double Virgo, having a journal that has my daily to-do list and I get to scratch every little thing out (laughs) and having my routine of like baking my coffee in the morning. Like it's literally those little things that bring me so much joy every single day. It's so important because even you can make a meditation out of drinking your tea or coffee in the morning and just Mm -hmm. really starting the day grounding yourself and doing acts of love for later you is massive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Well, Paulina, thank you so much for being here and talking with us. For future, what is your Instagram handle? Because clearly we need to follow that. And how can we support you? Uh, Well, thank you, first off, for having me. Um, You can find me on Instagram at, um, my handle is my full name. It's Paulina Rabtsevich, which, I mean, just go to the show notes. It'll be in the show notes, yeah. Because I'm guessing, (laughs) I'm guessing you won't um, just be like, oh yeah, that's how that's spelled. (laughs) That's my personal Instagram. If you want to come follow me on my personal projects, I'm currently in the process of launching my very own very first business. It's for podcast editing and creative direction. You can follow that at sweet P just the letter P dot studios. And then I'll just plug the brand that I work for anyways, because it is a really, really wonderful brand called Frank and Iris. It is an anti-blue light glasses brand. And with every purchase, we donate $15 that goes towards um, restoring the sight of somebody in need in the developing world. So you're not only doing something good for yourself, but for somebody else whenever you purchase a pair of glasses. So you can find that on Instagram at Frank and Iris. And is Frank spelled with a K or a C there? It's with a C. F-R-A-N-C. Wonderful. Well, thank you again. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. You can tag me on Instagram at crying on my yoga mat so I can see what you're learning and loving about the show. Until next time.